A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. It is I, Tim the Human, with the Ethics and Antics podcast. It's episode three. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We just tried to record this and we were interrupted by the mailman ringing the doorbell. Jamie just had three packs of cards no, no, delivered. Uh, yeah, I did actually have three packs. Three yeah. packs. How many of them were magic pack decks without? None of them. They're all legit decks. They're all legit decks. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is the ethics to my antics, and I'm the antics to his ethics, Jamie Lorenz. Hello. We're man. recording it in his house, in our soundproof booth that we've made out of sofas. It's a lovely den. I feel like mm. 10 year olds again, eh? Yeah, it works. The first one was felt more like we were kids it was built with the sofa involved now we're on the floor in the first one like really tucked in like a castle this time we've built it onto the uh, dining table but i think it's a good layout and it i think the audio comes up really crisp yeah we've got good compliments on the audio yeah we've got a nice candle going off and what's been going on in in our worlds jamie i've been um i just moved house yeah let go of a lot of things, threw out a lot of clothes. Well, I say threw them out. I better correct that because people will jump on me when you say threw them out. So mm. I took them to an RSPCA charity shop. This if anyone wants, fancies some swaggy gear. Um, Which one? Dolston. <laughs> I think in Dol- uh, Hankney or Dolston area, there's RSPCA. They didn't have any mail stuff on the mannequins in the window when I went in, but mm. I'm hoping now they've got a whole one window dedicated to the stuff I just dropped off. But, uh, nice. <laughs> I'm just teasing anyway. Um five full bags gave out and it felt incredible you know what i if there was a shoe box near where you donate shoes near to one of my favorite vegan restaurants and i once i noticed that i thought okay i'm gonna get rid of some shoes now and it began with that i, I you know i don't know 20 odd pairs of shoes i was able to let go of and then as i moved house i got sort of addicted to letting go of more and more items more and more things clothes that I was completely oblivious to their existence apart from the moments when I opened the wardrobe and saw them and thought, oh, I like that, you know. Or you might or the, need that at some point. Yeah, yeah. completely. But but the the freeing, letting them go, you know, I've, I've sort of become familiar with the term minimalistic, minimalism um, lately, and it certainly is a, is a burden. It's freeing, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's... It, it's Every time you do it, it's like cleaning your house. Every time you throw stuff out, get, yeah. it's a release. It's a freedom from that spring clean imprisonment. I mean, I'm about to. I'm, you know, as we as we said, I'm, I'm moving as well. Yeah. Um, it's a nice thing because I'm moving at the same time. But I'm about to embark on that. Um, You're gonna let go of a lot of. What? Well, well the, the initial. You know, we mentioned this in, in the last podcast, but the initial co- point was that I was going to put everything into storage. Mm. I was going to get rid of the house, put everything into storage, and then I was going to go travelling. And then since then, because I planned it, and then, you know, obviously the universe likes to present itself when you plan and show you that maybe planning is not the best option. But um, now I'm in a position where I'm putting all my stuff in storage, but I'm not going abroad. And so I'm going to have this kind of this this in-between in stage of not having a home, which is going to be amazing, yeah. getting out of two bags and, and seeing how that feels. And then having the real freedom to see you know, where I want to go. Do I want to leave the country? Do I want to stay in the country? But I think once you detach from everything, then you can really know whether or not you know you want to have those things in your life or not. That's great. And that's just the physical stuff. Yeah. As I was uh, saying to you earlier, when you meet a person, you just see that person as them and 
that's who, you know, I meet Jamie and this is you, this physical person in front of me. But your story of who you are mm. is everything you own, your house that you're going to go back to later that night. Yeah. All your belongings, your vehicles that you own, transport, bikes, whatever, you know, gym equipment you own at home, all the train. And and for you, your story of who you are is this massive back catalogue of possessions that you own that end up owning, you know, the sofas you've got, and the fridge freezers. I love my sofa. The, yeah, it's a great sofa. But the, these things can end up owning you and it's yeah. letting go of that attachment. And suddenly, Well, that's why I sold my car. Mm, that was a yeah. big, that was a big, for me, that was, I mean, not not just because of the vegan factor, but just what it stood for. You know, what, what did that car represent? Mm. Um, Which was a... Aston Martin DB9, by the way. Which, I actually which, drove it once. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, a few yeah. sides, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, that was a big one because that was my dream car. The truth of the matter is, is that I bought that car when my mum passed away um, and it was coming up to Christmas. Um, she passed in February and it was coming to Christmas and I, I knew that that Christmas period was going to be a difficult time. And I had money and I thought, you know, what, what better time to buy my favourite car um, than that over Christmas? Because I knew I'd be a little bit sad. and the fa- So I bought this toy... And this is where it really hit me, is within two weeks of owning this car, I didn't enjoy the car. And at that point, you realize that this materialistic mentality of that we buy things to kind of pleasure ourselves, it doesn't work. It distracts us it distracts from the us. real gap within that we need to look at. We're facing, looking outwards instead of inwards. So all of a sudden, I have this entity, this materialist this object, mm. that is overpowering my philosophy and my true beliefs. And I had to detach from that. But the detachment of that, when I did get rid of it, was such a release. It was such a freedom. And I, I, what I want to do now is more of that. But what, buying expensive things and then getting rid of them? I, I don't even <laughs> want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a contrast yeah, though, right? It's a contrast, you did it. Yeah. I might just buy myself hmm. a, and a give it away. Just to, just to sell it again. Just so I go, oh, thank yeah. God I bought and sold that. Yeah. And lose a bit of money on it. Um, mm. But beyond the physical attachments we keep, um, there's there's other realms that we need to spring clean. So not only getting rid of clothes and using, you know, you don't need to move house to have a spring clean and, and give out some clothes to charity shops. It's spring cleaning your social media, it's going through your Instagram. Who do you follow? Uh, you know, I don't follow any like sort of attractive girls just for the sake that they're attractive and I see them in my feed because that doesn't mm. give me good feelings when I scroll through. Like it's just like oh, this it this will trigger a lustful thing or it will make me feel some sort of envy or something. Mm. And it, it's not. It's not worth it. And then there's friends that you follow politely from years before that you remain and follow politely. And it's like letting go of that because that's and you're allowing them to enter your consciousness when they're not physically around you. They're not in your life. That it's just through this one stream of social media. And it's you can go through Facebook and delete friends, go through Instagram once every six months and look through your feed. Who am I? Do I really need to follow this person? If you're going to use social media, we, we it's so new to us that we've not yet learned to be wise about it. These are mm. things that I imagine they'll teach at some point in school is like, I mean, it's maybe it's a bit far fetched, but we, we can manage ourselves is really be scrutinous with who you allow to enter your conscious. The question of whether things. it's inspiring or whether it's, it's uninspiring. The person that you, yeah. you're, you're following in that thing. Yeah. I mean, I, if you're going to have an Instagram feed, try and make it as inspiring as possible. If somebody's, if somebody's creating tension in your, in your day-to-day life because they're posting stuff that might be you know, like pushing uh, hate or aggression mm. or, you know, some people's approaches, for me, um, come across as that they're promoting, not, not promoting hate, but they're, they're pushing something that's creating and generating mm. a response. Yeah, I, I've, I've stopped following certain people. I just stopped mm. following them now. And I, I had a conversation with my sister about this, is that there, there's, two, there's two routes. One is that, do you, 
do you work on yourself so that you're not getting aggravated by these posts? So, for example, somebody posts something yeah. and you always try and see the positive so that you're not actually seeing the negative. Um, that's, a, that's probably the, the, the harder option, which is probably, the, the, in, 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 in truth, in the long term, probably the best option. But given that it's just such a quick fix and it's just a bit of inspiration in a, in a world that we live in, which is far, or a city that we live in that's fast paced and there's, a, there's enough of that around us, sometimes those go tos should be inspirational. And so at that point, those filters are important. Yeah. Mm. I, I had that discussion with my sister because she had, she had, she had blocked, not blocked someone, she had stopped following somebody. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, why did you? I kind of gave the other, the other argument. And then two days later, I ended up unfollowing somebody because I just, I just found their posts um, to be. Yeah, to check, be fueling. You have to check how, yeah, that post, that person's post when you see them affect, and it sounds super hippie spiritual, your vibe. Yeah. I, I, I just feel that with being in, in this city where, you've, where you're already being inundated with, with different, you know, different tests, as you call them, um, you need to, yeah, be inspired by, by the social media you're following. Yeah, just check that what you're seeing is making you, ah, or hmm. Yeah. And and, uh, and f- just follow that simplicity. There. It's very seductive, though. The the other one. It's, you know the well, yeah. the one that is not inspiring. It actually is it very is seductive. seductive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would trick you into thinking that you're in- inspired yeah. in a certain way. To, another one from that is I see a lot of um, on Facebook feed. I have friends that are vegan, and they'll post so many sort of disturbing Earthling style people yeah. that know that documentary Earthlings videos on their feed, and they're they just have their friends and family on that Facebook and they're probably most like 95% of them probably not vegan. And if all their posts are that, even I don't, I want to unfollow mm. that. I, I mean, I'm already vegan. I don't need to know what goes on. I'm already not contributing it. But to other people that may possibly not be vegan, that, you know, could be introduced to the lifestyle, if that's mm. all they're seeing. But now you're it, asking that person to, to it, it, that's a, mild contradict because that mm. person shouldn't have to double think that person should post whatever they want yes and if you don't want to follow that's your yeah. prerogative yeah yeah um and you know going back to the, the vegan thing is i've had many uh, uh vegan uh people on instagram i followed yeah. um and i have unfollowed some of them because they're so aggressive in yeah. their approach now you know i i know i know within the vegan scene that this is something that people outside the vegan scene like to they like to um attack they they say well oh, vegans are so aggressive in their approach and and a lot of them are but and we 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 definitely brought upon this earlier is that is that when i when i moved across um to veganism the only way that i that i could find myself doing it the only way i could do it was to attach to compassion and and by attaching to compassion of these animals and looking at them as i look at my dog as I look at the cats that we had in our family or whatever pet that you fall in love with. The second I started realizing that, that the, the disconnection was an illusion and that every animal has a unique personality and every animal has the same attributes as the dog and they're, they're all the same. I mean, it's species them to say they're not. The second that I attach to that, this thing becomes very, very serious. You suddenly go, wow, this is not a joke. This is not something to be laughed at and just to keep mm. doing it. And, oh, it's only me. Or it's... And, so, and so for me to push the boundaries of my own belief system and move into that reality, I had to attach to compassion. And so what I found in the beginning is that when people were attacking it or they were make, making jokes of it, I got a little bit defensive. And then I realized that what I had to then work on was patience and tolerance. And so, and so it was kind of this weird balancing act of being ultra compassionate to the animals as well as then being ultra tolerant to the people that didn't see it from my perspective and that I found was was one of the hardest parts of this journey yeah yeah uh, to my point on the the person posting those videos that are you know mm. ha- on what's going on 
inanimate animal agriculture and you see that and you you know that's horrible to see but everyone on their feed is seeing it as you have to try and come from a non-vegan perspective of yeah what helps you see it and as you said attaching mm. to the compassion is what helped you see it but constantly seeing videos of the harm and destruction you just associate the harm and destruction with vegans, unfortunately, yes. and they end up being associated with what they're trying to be it, to defend. And what and what you know. And I was speaking with my friend Mark the other day, um, and he was saying that he's he's never seen so many people wearing fur. There's, he's mm. never seen more people in this city wearing fur. And I, I I tend to agree, like with Canada Goose and and these kind of these uh, these ski jackets. Um, there is a point where the disconnection is so massive that we don't associate that with the skinning of a living animal. And supposedly, the, when you skin them alive, the uh, the fur comes off easier. I think sometimes it's rigor mortis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's there's so much pain and suffering that goes into somebody just wearing a little fur collar because they think that they look cool. Because the truth of the matter is, it doesn't make you any warmer. That's the truth. It mm. doesn't. Um, it's a style icon. And so what, what's happening is that we're putting materialism and vanity um, before the pain and torture of an innocent life. And, and I think to some degree, these, these vegan posts that do project the, the truth, which is that you're seeing an animal squirming, the, yeah. the fur's being pulled off. Yeah. Although we don't like to see it, sometimes we do need that in our face because we need to wake up to the truth. We do, but I just think if every post is that, my, my approach more so is, you know, five parts, compassion, love, happiness, joy, yeah. show that side of things that we all feel in our mm. community. And then one part can be showing the reality and the truth of what's going on. I think if you mm. focus solely on that, it distances you from, from the people because they just want to bury their head further in the sand yeah. and, and not see what's going on. I recently did a video on saying why I, I support on my YouTube, um, youtube.com slash livewire, why I support Joe Rogan, Jamie Oliver, Conor McGregor. Even though these guys aren't vegan, I think they're still helping people's awareness uh, and self-love grow. And that as long as the flow is towards love and not away from love and they're not promoting negative things, then eventually that journey, the end game of, not the end game, but one of the chapters and big steps along the way of the journey to self-love is through being aware of how we treat animals and they're not contributing to it anymore, sure. aka yeah. turning to veganism. I, no, I think you can say end journey because you can't, the, the thing with vegan is that it sits in positive. It just does. The, the truth is, even in a debate, if if and I you know we've been in many debates both of us in in terms of veganism, the, the the truth is at the end of it is if you have the choice to make something feel happy and loved mm. over making it feel scared and murder let's mm. say, um, the happy and the love is always the more positive option and positivity the, the the name of the game is for us to get as positive as possible is to end mm. end ourselves in a positive outcome. Yeah. So vegan is. The positive outcome it's that you're putting others before yourself you're not putting these habitual taste buds before the idea of another living animal and you know there's the question of that it's natural and it's nature but for me as a human being i you said it before you can't even, when you stepped on a snail as a child it would make you feel a certain way well i can't even kill a spider i can't kill a fly i don't even kill mosquitoes yeah. so at some point within my being just from my own personal being i have no right whatsoever to to kill another living animal which means i have no right to pay somebody else to do it for me mm. and so you know I, i'm following my own heart and if you can't follow your own heart whose heart you're listening to you know there's a lot of illusion out there strength comes in numbers the more you see other people doing something it gives you the confidence to go well that is that's okay because oh they do it more than i do and it kind of gives you the mm. truth is once you really acknowledge well, when you open one door with with this journey it leads to another door and another door and all of a sudden for, for me it was you're breatharian 
your brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the end. Well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other subject. But yeah. it's a win-win-win. And, and you said something that really stuck with me, and it's something that stuck with me. It stuck with me, and it's something that um, I've mentioned to other people. Is that is that true nobility? Like to be a truly Did you noble. You say stuck. How I say stuck. I said stuck. Like, how I say it. Yeah, you say it. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you say yeah. you're. <laughs> um, so yeah, the true nobility or being noble mm-hmm. would be to be vegan, even. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If it made you sick. So you're putting these innocent animals at the forefront and you're not you're putting your health as a secondary item mm. the truth of the matter is that, that the or weaker are, I mean sick would yeah. be a super extreme but, okay. I, but I say yeah if you were less less mobile or not less mobile less optimal less optimal yeah. say I was 10% less strong I couldn't I, you know I could do two less chin ups sure but since I went vegan be, you know yeah. it's nobility yeah. but the, actually it's, it, that, is no, that is nobility and that would and again it would be a real test to our our inner workings whether or not yeah. we would continue and I'd it. be fine with that I think. but it's not that case it's a win-win and mm. and I can only go on my own uh, experience yeah. that I know that that I, I when I first woke up to the concept that that I suddenly realized what was happening and what I was uh, mm. partaking in um, I went immediately pescatarian you know I stopped eating uh, what I classify as the main meat mm. um, then I went from pescatarian to, and I followed my body my body took me on a journey I didn't try and force it and rush it and I found myself in a very very graceful flow and it took me about seven to eight months but by the end of that period I then went to vegan I didn't even know that I was vegan I was suddenly mm. a vegan I was like wow I'm a vegan with regards to you being pescatarian mm. because there's one people get a lot oh why not fish and things like that sure I find it fascinating because I grasp that pretty quickly mm. that fish are just as much they have their own world their whole world they live underwater it's a different yeah. terrain to us when you see a fish being pulled out of the water it's get it's you know it's suddenly swimming around it's looking for a snack it's got a snack going to eat it so it can just carry on surviving suddenly it's been yanked out of its terrain that it's comfortable mm. in by the you know in the hook in its mouth pulled out can't breathe it's being dragged, flapping around in the air, trying to swim in the air. It doesn't know what's going on. And our on. story is that it doesn't feel pain, but we now know it does. Well, re- regardless, yeah. as a human, I can look at that and, and if I can look at it from a neutral perspective and, and or an understanding perspective and see where it's coming from. So put suddenly put your brain into that fish's head and visualise what that fish is visualising, what it's feeling. It's gasping. So this so is its view onto others as you would yeah. want them to so yourself. Yeah, so it's gasping for air. Its eyes are looking round. It's in a train it doesn't know. Some guy's slapping it on the deck to try and thing is suffering there's Mm. no doubt about that fish is suffering and yet we remove ourselves to the to the fisherman 
pulling that fish out of the water. Mm. He is no indifferent to that as the guy in China skinning the, the dogs alive or the the person hunting the lion or the people hunting the deer in America. They're, they're no indifferent to the animal's existence and its own life purpose than, than they are to the, to the fish. To the Within our story, there is, though, and, and, that's, and that's the point that we need to try and address, is that there is speciesism in mm. terms of our story. There is a hierarchy. Like, you would put a dog before a fish. You just mm. would. It's, the, it's yeah. the nature. And so... To the victim. To the victim, there's no difference. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I've always tried... Well, I've tried, especially in the, in the recent years, to live by the code of that. It's the perspective of the victim that matters yeah. it, if I make you feel a certain way it doesn't make a difference how I think I make you feel it's how I make you feel, feel yeah. and um, and so you're right in, in, in the context when you step out of it all and you look at it every animal is the same there's no mm. difference but there is a story that we, a dialogue that we play in our minds that we need to try and surpass and so for me being pescatarian was was a step in the right direction to then go vegetarian to then realize that the dairy industry the cheese the eggs was such a heinous uh, industry that the things that I'd seen I, I never knew existed I never knew they existed and the second that I realized they existed my entire paradigm changed everything changed and so and so that was the kind of that was the process that I went through but going back to it it's a win-win-win. I felt stronger. I suddenly got more into my body, more into movement. You know, we started training a hell of a lot more. Everything about what we were doing was was thriving. It wasn't just surviving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was. So it really was a win-win-win. And the, the experience of it is what really sells it, though. Because if mm. you have never tried it, I would say like if you're if you never had sex, you know, you're not going to listen to advice from a virgin. Yeah if they've never experienced it. Same with someone who's never been vegan if for even a week. Within a week, you mm. feel the experience of it. You feel lighter. Has you feeling something different. But how do you... You can't just give... You can't just touch someone on the shoulder and give them that experience. You have to... I don't know what you use the word coax, but you have to sort of subtly introduce someone to veganism so that they find it themselves. Mm. Because the, if you're attacking a non-vegan and telling them what they're doing is disruptive and harmful, they then become the victim. They're in defense sure. mode and they don't see another victim because they just feel like them. It's so counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Yeah. And there's one quote I saw the other day that was really good. It said, don't prove them wrong, make them feel loved instead. And I think we all feel it among us, us vegans. When we're in a, a collective group, you know, the energy's really nice, it's a good vibe, you're enjoying nice food uh, and it's really good. But then on the outside we just look like we're attacking. We, mm. As I say, we're, we're goggles. But it goes back. It's, it's, it's so difficult, Tim. It's so difficult. So how do you attach How do you attach to the emotions and the distress of a living animal that genuinely feels pain, that genuinely feels pain and loves to live? Mm. And all of a sudden, it's wriggling around for its life. It's being hung up. It's being slit. And then it's being skinned or it's being killed for its meat, whatever it is. At some point, when you attach to that life, as in its life, you end up feeling its pain and it's very difficult. And so I understand why so many vegans are aggressive. And when you do become a vegan, the, the next process, you suddenly become this kind of animal rights activist. You know, you, mm. you watch Gary Urofsky and you see his passion and he can't, you can't see what he's seen and then take it as a joke. It's not funny. But, but to make a big impact, we mm. have to really be aware mm. that non-vegans most people don't respond to that. We were on the on the outer edge of people that could see that and go, you know what, that's wrong. I'm not going to contribute to that. But the truth is, other people they don't give a flip. Sure. They're not there to give a flip. So the the, the only approach to them make them feel loved because through that journey they will find they will find it's, it. That's the only way. Yeah. That's, that's, it yeah. goes back to what we were saying last week. 
yeah. you know, about, about the approach, the language. We, you have to make, you have to connect. And the second you attack, you disconnect. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know, it, 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 it surprises me how many intelligent men are not intelligent enough to realize that by attacking, whether it be the Muslim religion, mm. whether it be Christianity, whether it be countries, that you're disconnecting and distancing yourself from these people. We have to understand perspectives. Mm. I know from being a non-vegan to a vegan, I know the perspectives. So do you. So the aim is soft approach, connect with people, talk about it openly, try not to get into emotional debates because it never succeeds, mm. and just keep calm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the approach. Mm. One thing I discovered um, on, the, on the topic of letting go of attachments was letting go of my attachment to meat, to cheese. I was certainly attached. My happiness was dependent on what ingredients was on my plate. And if there wasn't meat or a dairy product on my plate, I wouldn't be happy with that meal. Mm. And the letting go of that attachment to that through a higher inspiration of seeing what went on in those practices. And so I was forced to change my ways and not contribute in that. I, I let go of it. So it was sort of a... Um, it was ripped from my hands that this, this attachment to those food products. And when I let go, I felt freer. I had a better connection to what we are provided with, what, nat what nature provides, the fruit and vegetables of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so letting go of attachment to these other products freed me and introduced me to a whole world of these new things that were always there, but were just subtly, softly in the background on the plate. We're just on the, you know, you'd eat them first and then finish with that. Now that, that is, I'm, I'm thrilled with just a, a big plate of vegetables. Yeah. I had that with fruit when I did the fruit diet. Yeah. That was, for me, that was, that was the, for, out of all the diets I've ever done, mm. that was the biggest changing for me. Um, it was only did it for two and a half weeks or three weeks, but, yeah. but it was such a significant difference in the way I felt. And suddenly what was a subfood, you know, fruit was a subfood, yeah. suddenly became my main food. And all of a sudden I was free of this kind of, I, I just needed fruit. It was so simple. You know, it's well, isn't that as you said? You said veganism is the end goal, and I, I was trying to say it not necessarily is. You said vegetarian is the end goal. Well, that, yeah, and what's in between that is fruitarian. <laughs> yes, yes, right. And there are people out there who are fruitarian, and I've I've met them. I've I've done fruit for a week. When you and non-vegans have a point when they say they say they say when you kill, a, a, you know, plants a living, and you kill them to eat them. Whereas mm. fruit, some be, I've heard it referred to as the only karma-free food. Yeah. Because it doesn't kill the plant. It's a gift from the tree. It's got its seeds in it. It wants you to eat it and then, mm. you know, excrete the, the seeds in a pile of manure ready for mm. the plant to grow another one. It's a perfect symbiosis with the fruit, the seeds. It makes perfect sense. It, it makes perfect sense. But we, we grow plants. We harvest plants, spinach, vegetables, cabbage. And when we cut the heads off and then we go and eat it, we put it in a frying pan and we watch the spinach shrivel up, you know, just because my human senses can't detect it. And I try and live in alignment with those human senses. But, you know, you don't know what's going on in that plant. But um, I'm not trying to promote fruitarianism, but it is, as we say, it's, it's wh where's the line? Plants are suffering. Well, I think the line, are, the line suffering, is, but is consciousness. And, yeah. and again, I, I always say consciousness is the line. And so at this present day right now, um, and that conversation is something that, that we can easily have, mm. but we're in a position where there are billions, I think it's 140 billion animals are being killed a year. Mm -hmm. um, this thing is out of control. We, we, until we deal with that, now, again, we're going back to the hierarchy thing. Well, why are plants? Well, I, I, going back to consciousness, and I, I said this before, if you see a dog and the dog's injured and it's bleeding and it's, it's like rustling around in the plant beds and it's destroying plants and flowers, you do not care for the plants and flowers. You care for the dog that's injured. Your natural instinct is to care for something that you can represent with or you can uh, relate to. You relate to. Yeah. And, so, and so at some degree, the, the plant conversation, which I'm, totally 
down to talk about. And and I'm a great believer in in all things are alive and where are we going to where are we going consciously and where are we moving for the future. But in this present time right now, it seems like the animals need a break. We're ignoring a natural. We're all aware of a natural instinct. Yeah, yeah, is that we don't we don't want to be killing yeah. innocent life forms. And in fact, to love an innocent life form makes us feel better. When I connect with a human being and I show them love, I feel better. When mm. I connect with an animal, I feel better. If I kick an animal, I feel terrible. Mm. So it's you know it's two directions. It's positive and negative. It is. And when you look at kids who are, are pure spirits, it's not in them to kill an animal. It's they not. can't associate with with that. And it's a, a tough process for a parent to explain to them. What goes on, and uh, and for me, that's enough. When humans can exist and be healthy, mm. and not do that, but it but it does grow. And um, to the next point, I've I've been around vegans before, and we'll be sitting at dinner, and a fly will land on them, and they'll slap their mm. arm, and they'll. I had that recently. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's not that they're purposely; it's a subconscious trained reaction from them. And part of my growth into veganism, and maybe super hippie and weak uh, people can see it but i'm like if i feel a fly on me now i'm aware that the flies landed on me and i'll look down i won't just so you I mean you, you slow down the motions of time so that you observe every detail without being instinctive quickly yeah again. exactly so yeah. I'm, I'm, i've moved out of the instinct how are you mm. with that you say you don't kill mosquitoes I, I, you know i've I, I think my whole life i've observed myself doing what i'm doing mm. which is which definitely was a, was a tricky being one being self-aware up. being self-aware it, it is tricky and it, it certainly led me to 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 dark avenues in my mind and not understanding myself and, and always questioning myself. But to some degree, it's given me a very good um, ability in, in that I don't get lost in emotions uh, to some degree. And I certainly observe the details of what I'm going through. And so uh, you're right, if a fly lands on me, um, most people's instinct is just to swat it quickly. Whereas now it's all calm. It lands, you think, then you make the action. Mm. And this all happens in a millisecond. But every time you observe on thought, you go a step further then you observe those thoughts then a step further and yeah. slowly but surely you do actually slow down time and space i like it now when i see a fly land on me i, I, I smile at it and i try to picture mm. what that fly's vision is yeah. seeing it must be some crazy <laughs> big pink fleshy hand and something yeah. must feel every hair on my hand which i'm not even aware of do you know another mm. one is that when i was in a meditation and i got tested mm. we were doing a group meditation and as i went into the meditation two flies went on my face and then one went in my ear yeah and I looked at it as a test. I was like, oh, it's testing me to try yeah. and break me from the stillness. And I just thought of it as a beautiful woman just stroking me. And through that stroking and tickling, the sensation actually became nice. It wasn't a, it wasn't with your eyes closed, what better did you know? That's exactly you it. You just created the idea. You created the idea that it was annoying and it's like, flying. Yeah. And so you, you just convert the story. Indeed, I really mm. like that. So this week's challenge to you guys, or I say this week's, anytime you get a chance in the next month or year that, that you become self-aware and a fly lands on you and you don't react instinctively and you can look at it, give it a smile. And if you can, take a picture, tweet it to me, at Human Timothy. That'd be cool. Or Instagram, however you want to do it. Um, challenge. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. I think Jamie's got well, I just one, wanted, one fact here that you well, liked. I did like this and it's something and it's, I'm just going to run through it, but it's, it, it definitely puts something in perspective. And... Um, the question is, how much is one billion? And uh, so a billion seconds ago, it was 1982, and the Challenger disaster was four years away. A billion minutes ago, it was 114 AD, when the Roman Empire was flourishing. A billion minutes. A billion, that was a billion oh. minutes. A billion days ago, it was 2.7 million years ago, and our ape-like ancestors lived in Africa. A billion months ago, it was 82 million years ago, and dinosaurs walked the earth. 
A billion years ago, the first multicellular organisms appeared on the Earth. Supposedly. Supposedly. A billion animals ago, a billion animals are killed in less than a week on factory farms. I mean, that to me just puts it in perspective. Wow. I mean, it is such a significant number. And I think that we, we, need to, we need to wake up to what it is we're doing as a community, as a yeah. group. You know, we, we stand as one. Um, and I, I've always said, and this is something that... That's not including flies that are swatted up. Well, yeah, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Mosquitoes yeah, in hotel rooms. Ah, species in, species Yeah, in. no. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the point is that we stand as one. And, and the way that I, I converted the story was that if I eat a fish or I eat a chicken, whatever it is, you have to times that by 7 billion. We are standing together. It can't be one rule for me and one rule for you. The only way this planet is going to work in alignment is if we all stand together. And we, this thing's not sustainable. It really isn't. And so the, the empowerment, going back to what you are saying earlier about when you, when you break through the habits, when you go, oh, you know, I, I can do this. Every time you do something that's a little bit harder or outside of the domain that you're used to, you feel better because you pat yourself on the back. You care what you think about yourself. You wake up and you go, wow, I did something that I didn't think I could do. And suddenly you feel better. It is a win, win, win in all aspects. And I think once we can convert that story in our minds, this thing can really get some momentum and uh, you know, the world can change for the better. Move towards a peaceful planet. Exactly. Have heaven on earth as they... Uh, as, as, <laughs> yeah. as it should be. Yeah, As absolutely. it should be. It's a beautiful planet. It's just we've, we've, we've slightly gone off center. Cool. Well, I think that was a great way to end it, Jamie. Thanks for that. Thanks Good so. finish. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, hit me up Twitter. Thank you, Acast, for doing this. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Peace. Out. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.